right, this is Winston with the Rising Tide Charity and Creative the Cocktail. I am here with some awesome people today in regards to our conversation on healing. Um, I'm going to introduce them very briefly and then we're going to get right into our questions. So our first person we've got today is the wonderful Tamina Ward, the owner of Black Therapy Love from California. Thank you for joining us this morning, Tamina. We appreciate you. And we've got Dap Paxton. For those of you in Atlanta, Dap is an amazing artist. He's all over the world, all over the scene. He's phenomenal. He's a great brother. So great to have you here with us today, Dap. Great to have you. Good to be here. Good to be here. And as always, we got the lady who brings the heat, the energy, the fire. We got this <laughs> Natalie. Natalie fights. Hello, Natalie. How are you? What's up? <laughs> And so this conversation is being recorded. Um, I am so excited to have you guys here today. So we just want to jump right into it. So in our first conversation a while back, we talked about our spirit, the spirit that lives within us all and how we can make sure that we're using that and we are making that part of our lives during this difficult time. It was an amazing conversation. Natalie was here with us as well as Jason Lauder and Ivory Shields. For those of you who haven't seen it, you got to see it. It's part one of this fantastic series, so you got to see it. In this conversation, we'll be talking about healing and how do we heal when we're going through difficult times. Every single person in the world right now is going through a difficult time. There is no doubt about that. Um, and so our hope is that we all can start to think about and really focus on healing to off with this conversation. And I'm going to ask, no, I'm sorry, we're going to ask Tamina, because I said Tamina, she's, she's in L.A., so she's up early. <laughs> so she's up early. <laughs> so Tamina, you're going to kick us off in this conversation. Like, So we're going through stuff now, right, the whole world, and this might be one of the reasons why you created this phenomenal app for us all. Um, mm -hmm. So we're going through all of this now. So what do we do? How do we overcome this? What are some steps we can start off when we're going through the healing process? Absolutely. And good morning. And thank you so much, Winston. You you are a catalyst. Um, and it, it's just such an amazing um, show. Um, I love to be a part of it. Um, just you bringing beautiful people together, uh, touching uh, the world is really what it's about. So I really appreciate you allowing me a, a chance to, to be a part of your show. Um, but the biggest thing, and you're exactly right, that is, that is the reason that I created um, the Black Therapy app. Um, you know, I was looking for a therapist that looked like me a bit ago, and I was having difficulty. And I knew that, you know, if I was having problems, that there was someone else out there that may be sharing the same difficulties as I. Um, so I wanted to create a space to allow us to be able to come together, to be able to talk about our issues, and us to, to realize that, hey, you know what? She has something going on as well. He has anxiety and, and, and it's okay. It's okay that they have that going on and it's more. It's even more okay for us to be able to talk about it and realize that it, it's a normal part of life. It's a normal part of what we go through with our daily stressors. So the first thing, you know, talking to your friend is fine. Talking to your girlfriend is great. Um, we definitely have to have Jesus. Um, but we have to have Jesus and it's okay to find that licensed mental health counselor. 
that, that licensed therapist to help you move forward. You know, we're all walking around with some sort of trauma, you know, where there's generational trauma. Um, doesn't matter what, what it is, there's all, there's a, a little sense of brokenness that we all have, that we all share common ground and we can all move forward if we seek the proper personnel to help us to move forward. So definitely finding you a good counselor, a good therapist. Um, you know, we always say that finding a good therapist is like trying on shoes. I've had good ones. I've had not so good ones. Um, and, you know, there will be a process, but you have to uh, keep going. You have to keep trying to find that right fit because that right fit will be the one that ultimately helps you to move forward in life. And that's what it's about. That is wonderful. I'm going to tell a story here in a minute about how you and I first connected. People are going to, mm -hmm. they're going to love it. It's going to be awesome. Um, but I wanted to make sure that we could get Dap to chime in. Dap, I know you and your lovely wife have had a lot of conversations about this. And, and you and I have talked about this quite a bit. So, yeah. so let us know. Jump in here on this about how do we heal? How do we heal? Um, I always, the, the first step that I think uh, that people should take when healing is um, realizing that you can heal, that you you have the power within yourself to heal. Um, a lot of, I know in my own personal experience, it's a lot easier to put that off on someone else, give someone else the responsibility of healing you. Um, I can find healing somewhere else outside of me, but you know, if, if they if they disappoint me or if they do something that I don't like, then then I have an excuse to go back to my dysfunction or my hurt or my pain or my you know whatever it is that I typically do to to avoid healing. Um, so the first thing I just I always even with myself, <laughs> it starts with self first. Just accepting the fact that I have the power to heal myself and it, i know like some people think they they think when i say that 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 means um that I, I i have all the solutions like i don't or you have all solutions within you which you do but you might not know how to access those solutions but a therapist or a professional person or a book or meditation or whatever it is can help you access that unlock it activate that thing within you to heal uh, but it really boils down to you. Even if you go to a therapist, they're going to give you assignments. Nobody can heal for you. Right. Um, so I, I think the first step is really, you know, you heal yourself by just accepting the fact that you can. I have the power. I have the power to heal. Wow. You both have said so many. It's, it's really amazing when you think about what you said and what you both said we really do have the power. And a lot of times we attribute the power for our own healing to something else, right? We think it's, a lot of people will say, well, it's the government's responsibility or it's somebody else in my life. And God has given us all the ability to heal. It's hard because I have yet to meet a human being that does not have something to heal from. Mm. I haven't met a person yet. Um, sometimes people cover it up, right? They'll cover it up with something else and they'll say, well, you know, I'm great because I got all this money or I got all this stuff. That ain't real stuff. That's a, some stuff. That ain't got nothing to do with your healing process. 
So Natalie, what do you think? If we want to heal, we have to fall out of love with suffering. Mm. And we have to commit to the healing process because it is a process. So fall out of love of, with suffering. We're so accustomed to being uncomfortable. We're so accustomed to being in pain and hurting. I'm a strong black woman. I'm a strong black man. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm hurting. I'm not okay. Those are words we got to get accustomed to because it's the truth. But because we're so in love with being on edge and being having carrying trauma in our bodies we don't realize that it's not normal it's not okay so you have to if you don't realize that healing is necessary because you've normalized your suffering then the process can't begin and so you need to acknowledge as my brother and sister said you need to reach out to other people you need that person in your life that's saying uh-uh boo you're not good you're not okay you're not. And then you have to start the process of, of becoming okay. Because when you've been a hot, flaming, suffering mess your whole life, and then you get married to someone and they're they're saying stuff to you and you're like, what's wrong with you? No one has ever told me that before, right? Or you meet somebody and they say something to you, you're like, what is wrong with you? then the process can't begin. And what you're doing is you're rejecting your healing because healing comes through the right people also. But because you're so used to the raggedy, because ragged suffering is raggedy. We need to stop making it sexy because it's mm. not, right? So fall out of love with suffering and commit to the healing process. We got what I'm... 40 and I still got a problem with what happened in high school it, it, it doesn't hurt as much you know but every once in a while I smell that sugar vanilla lotion and I'm like that heifer <laughs> you know what I mean it's like when is it ever gonna go away you know you get further for it's a process <laughs> I hope I'm not 80 talking about oh I tell you I can always count on you to bring it <laughs> but it's interesting because you know it doesn't hurt you know those things in high school doesn't hurt as much but the triggers are still there yes you know and, and but they and they come out in different ways especially in relationships especially mm -hmm. because that other person is your mirror they're mm -hmm. there to show you yourself you. <laughs> you. You. It's, hard. it's hard to see that sometimes you know yeah, it's hard. yeah and, and and when you talked about that you end up sabotaging but that relationship, those relationships, because it is it's coming out and exuding in another form, in another fashion, and you don't even realize that it's happening. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, you guys are fantastic. I just think when I heard what you said, it's really not a badge of courage to hurt. 
right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people walk around, they were like, yeah, this happened to me. Like you said, Natalie, we just, I just got this and that. And they walk around like they got, like, you know, it makes them some kind of officer in the army of hurt. Right? Because we've normalized suffering. And it's- normalized. There are young people out there who are in a pure state and they just feel like, man, this person talked about how they went to jail. This person talked about how they had sex. This person talking about all I do is, you know, go to school, get good grades and stuff. They're like, I want a story for myself. And it's like, everybody's trying to get to, back to you. <laughs> Hold on to that. You're the normal one, you know? And, and when you become so used to pain, see, pain is inevitable. Suffering is a choice. Suffering is a choice. So, so when we're talking about like going back to to high school, there's growing pain and there's staying pain, right? It's gonna hurt either way. When 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 your wife or your husband says to you, you know, you need to check that because that's not right. It hurts. It hurts, but it's growing pain. Suffering when you're is when you're like. Oh, she she always got something to say. He got something to say, or you don't support me. You don't. You're doing that to yourself. You're creating this story to make yourself right, to make yourself comfortable. We something is wrong with that, and we have to we have to not make suffering normal. Like it's ridiculous. Yes, yeah, you and a good point. We have to divorce that pain. You have to separate it. Yes, you have to make a, a a conscious decision that no more moving forward. I'm done with the thoughts. I'm done with the hurt. I'm done with the pain. From here forward, draw a line in the sand. Moving forward, we're hey, we're the we're them papers. We can write signing papers. Well, as you said, bring them papers. <laughs> divorce them. Divorce the pain. But moving forward, I have to cut it off. That's I have to cut it yeah. off. That's that release process, though. Mm. You know, that's that exhaling and releasing mm. all of that stuff, which, you know, if you're used to it, if it's normal to you, if if you if you find yourself saying, that's just how I am. Ooh. You know, that's, just, mm. that's just me, you know. Don't you hate Yeah, that? right, right. <laughs> don't, don't, that, you, don't you, you know, people you, say that? You have, you have a yeah, most people say that. A lot of people say that. I mean, you know, I say that. That's just who I am. That's just me. I'm a Gemini. That's just, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm just, it, but releasing and letting go um, is a difficult thing to do, especially because we are in a society where it's normal. We are in a society where it's, you know, you are almost rewarded for whatever suffering you've gone through and... Mm you know, even either gotten over or how you're using that suffering to advance yourself and advance yourself yeah. in your career. It's, it's almost like it's it's necessary to function in this society. You know, because a person who is pure has no place. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like in this society, a pure person has no safe place to go. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I mean that's that's another thing that we're we're kind of up against when we're talking about healing. We're talking about healing in a toxic environment. Mm. So how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah, especially if you can't remove yourself from this 
from this toxic environment. You're on social media. You get it. You turn mm. on the TV. You look at the news. You you turn on TV. Period. You getting it. But we act like like massa or somebody is holding us down to the fact that we need to do that. We need to do that. I don't have to be on social media. I don't have to watch the news every day. I don't have to. You have to know your capacity. That's a part of healing. What do you because think, what do you think? This oh, Meatloaf, is? Meatloaf has a song that says, "And I'll do anything for love." But I won't do that. <laughs> you know, when you love yourself and you know your capacity, you're like, eh, I can't watch another episode. I can't watch. I can't look at another thing. I can't scroll today. I can't touch nothing because I'm not OK. Bills are due. Got problems in my relationship. I'm not OK. I'm not OK. No one is making you go on to these things that continue to trigger you and make you feel like you're less than. So I've, I know people have taken ye a year sabbatical from social media and that alone has, has cleared them up because they didn't realize that they were so big on comparison and judging themselves against other people and stuff. And when they took that away that variable they were able to to sit with themselves and stuff we have to stop acting like somebody is making us take the poison and continue to feed the pain so, because everyone else is doing that so, okay so tamina you know, I, I also think natalie that's that's where the community comes in because i think some people are you know lack of uh, with lack of edu education at times, realizing that it's having that much of an, an effect mm. on their mental health, on their success, on things going on around them. But when people like you, people like Winston, people like that, you know, talk to our community. When we're talking to our young kids about the importance of taking those breaks from social media, you know, because I have a 16-year-old child and all day long, where's that phone? It is posted up in her face. You know, so um, generationally, it's starting to happen more and more. But when we're able to educate others around us, letting us, hey, you know what? You need to take a break. It's starting to affect your mental. It's starting to affect, you know, you're having anxiety because like yeah. you said, you're comparing yourself to someone else and didn't even realize that it was happening. But the more that we help and educate others about the importance of those breaks, I think the, the, the stronger that we'll, we'll reach, the more further we'll be able to reach and let others know that that's, that's important. So here, thank you, Samina. I, I wanted to talk about social media, but one of our colleagues and guests who's joined us today has a comment, and I want you guys to kind of respond to this. So sometimes you have to physically see something for it to come to fruition. So we can actually make it a pain divorce document and sign it to start healing. So what do you guys think about that? Physically see you Make the document, sign it, and then burn it. <laughs> burn it, let it go. You need to look at that every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> let it go. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's one of the things that, that we also hang on to, and, you know, because we put so much value on, on our story. Um, I'm an actor. I'm a writer. I tell stories. I'm a storyteller. There's something called the hero's journey. And the hero's journey is embedded in every single story from the Bible all the way to now, today, from the latest episode of Shameless. 
you know. And so it's the same, you know, um, same path, right? You have a, a hero. You got a guy or a woman who is seeking something, who's not satisfied with life some kind of way. They seek something. By the end of the story, they have changed. They found what it is that they really needed in order to transform themselves. And that's that's what we've been conditioned to look at ourselves as because we see this all the time. So it's like we need this challenge. I need this this function in my life because it has value. So like you were saying before, I can go and share my story with other people and they can be like, I can get this emotional response, which is addictive. Like, oh, did you go through that? You know, oh, we can relate. You know, and we don't necessarily, we don't need that. Um, necessarily we have our we do have our stories but it does not have to we don't have to be so attached to it. so it's called non-attachment releasing from those things and not being attached and letting them dictate and control your life you know but but um, the word that was used um and that's so good uh that is divorce. divorce and so we weren't even taught about divorce <laughs> mm. D yeah. We you supposed to stay in it till <laughs> till death do us part. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly yeah. how we treat our pain. It's like you no one says to you, you know you can actually move on from that. Mm. You can act, there is life after divorce. Yeah. <laughs> you can come back. You, this is the way I've always been. Well, who you've been got you here. Who, where you want to go, that's not going to work. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. you, we haven't been taught. We've been told. We have not been taught. We've, we've, we've mimicked unhealthy behavior. Yeah. And so, like my girl T Tamina was, is, is, is saying, is that we have to thank God for Winston's. Thank God for dapping the storytellers and, and actors for us to be able to emulate it. But we have to control the narrative so that we can change the narrative and change our society because we're married to the wrong things. We're married to the wrong things. If I have to continue to be in pain and to be dysfunctional, to be with you, then we have, to, that's too much of a price for me to pay. There's only one me. I can't continue to, to drown and suffer in this because guess what? The world is in need of my healing. The world is in need of the comma. The world is in need, Tamina, of the yet. It hasn't happened yet. Absolutely. The world is in need of seeing life after you've gone through all of those things that you were in the fiery furnace, but you don't smell like smoke. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, what yeah. the world is in need of. So we have to be the ones to stand, stand aside and say, yes, I am raising healthy black boys as a single mother. They're happy. They're healthy. <laughs> I got good credit. I ain't in unfunctional relationships. I'm happy. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. that, we have to normalize that. 
Yes. Period. Tamina, go that ahead. Is, go ahead. That's, that's wonderful. Exactly, Natalie. And, you know, you, a good therapist will tell you that. And I use that verbiage because my therapist told told me that. You know, so that that conversation does have from a good professional. You know, if, if it's coming down to it where it needs to be said to you, those real conversations, the real, the, hey, look, you are and you can move forward from this and this is how we're going to do it. You know, and you're right, the, the world does need. So having the story is beautiful. Being able to share that is beautiful. But what's more, more beautiful is that comma, just like Natalie said. What, what's more beautiful is you saw me tomorrow. You saw me my, the, the two weeks later, the three weeks later. And that's where the inspiration comes from. And that's where, you know, the, the story continues just like that. You're, you're a story writer. Absolutely. You know, you, you share what tomorrow looks like. So, yeah, for sure. Divorcing that pain. And, you know, we also have to be patient with ourselves. I think when we use the word moving forward and letting go, we say it like it's like it's that. Or we that, that expectation, you know, sometimes we put a, a, a heavy expectation on ourselves as far as that it's a process, as far as the healing process. You know, we're we're expecting to be good tomorrow. Right. And it takes time. Yeah. So we have to be patient with ourselves as well. Yes, that story is beautiful. You, you need to hear my tomorrow. But remember that it will still take that time for sure. This has been a great, you guys have all been phenomenal. You ever get that moment where you just say, let's just take it all in. Let's just take every word that you guys have been saying so far. But I thought it would be important to just kind of share how we all connected and how we all got here. So at least, you know, when I first contacted Tamina, I, she had put a post when she was putting together Black Therapy app, and I forgot what I said, but she responded immediately, and she was like, hey, thank you for that. And then we ended up connecting, and I remember I was in a Barnes & Noble parking lot having a conversation with Tamina for almost an hour and a half about all the <laughs> things that she was doing. And you know, one of the things that I thought was so amazing about this is that she used this term in the conversation, and I think we should all keep thinking about using this term, is that she didn't know me more than the posts on LinkedIn, but she kept calling me family. Mm. And I was saying to myself, now the spirit that she has to help me and others, and I'm sure I'm not the only person she shares and she talked about, she talks as family. I said, now this is a powerful person. And obviously we had the podcast and all of that. And, and also, Tamina, thank you so much for your service. You spent your career in the military. So thank you all so much for that. Thank you. Thank and, you. And, and I was just saying to myself, my gosh, what a person. How did, you know, so this conversation we have in here is not, I hate to tell you this to me, this is not the, um, this is not the end of our conversation. But oh, absolutely. You know, it's, absolutely. It's just, it's, we are family. That's right. So sure. thank you for sharing that. And that Paxton, 
he is an amazing actor, but his spirituality is so amazing. This brother, we had a podcast recently, and most of you know what our podcasts go about a half an hour. So I think it was like an hour and a half podcast. <laughs> talking about all of the great things that he does. He's not only a great graphic designer, he's heavily involved in the community and so many things. And as those of you who've heard him so far, knows that he's really grounded in stuff. Um, so that you are my brother, man. I love you. Fantastic to have you part of this. Um, and Natalie, oh, thank you, brother. And Natalie, I've shared this story when we had our spirit in regards to us meeting at the Atlanta Black Theater Festival. Um, it was so amazing. You know, she, you know, we were having the Creativity Cocktail Live there, and Natalie came in almost like a, a guest star. And she came in and just did this amazing <laughs> talk. And ever since then, we've been connected. And she's, she's so amazing. And she's obviously an author, public speaker, and all that. If you go and check out nataliefikes.com, you'll see all this great content. It's great to have you all here today. And I see we've got some people who are chiming in. And so I got one, another comment here that I want you guys to, to talk about. And then we're going to do something fun. You ready for the fun thing? So get your mind ready for the fun thing in about five minutes. So. All right. so, so also put the pressure of the time frame that someone gave us that you should be over it by now. And I think this person is talking about the hurt that we're dealing with. Um, yeah. and, and, and take the time you need to fully move on. Otherwise, we go right back to where you started. Isn't that real? Don't you guys feel that? Like when someone's like, oh, I had this thing happen. And then you ask them, like, so what you up to now? And they talk about the new thing is the same thing they were doing was the old thing. (laughs) 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 So, you you know, this familiarity that you guys all talked about, this almost sadistic nature of us wanting to feel the pain and not get over the pain. So that comment is amazing. So what do, what do you think about that, Dad? Well, you know, I, th- I think we have this tendency to disassoci- disassociate um, our circumstances with what, what's going on inside of us, mm. you know, and, and we have these patterns that we find ourselves in, um, but we like to point outside of ourselves and, and blame that other person. You know, like I'm, I'm dating the same woman, <laughs> you know, that I, I just had this horrible breakup with three years ago and I'm in the same, I'm doing the same things. I'm, I'm repeating the same words. I'm, you know, it's, it is familiar. And I don't necessarily think that it's always about a, um, being addicted to the suffering. I think it's being stuck in, in, in a cycle. So there's this show called uh, Westworld. I don't know if y'all seen Westworld. It's yeah. one of my favorite shows because I'm a big fan of uh, of stuff like that. Um, but the characters in the show, they are um, they're droids, they're robots, and they're controlled by this AI thing. And they're each given a story to tell. And then when their time's up, they switch the story. But they're in a loop. They call it a loop. So every time, every day, every new day, they get up and they do the exact same thing they did the day before. They say the exact same words. So we're kind of, we're programmed in a way, you know, by our parents, by what's going on outside. You know, at an early age, we're programmed to see the world in a certain way. Um, and so when we get these mirrors telling us, okay, you're in a program, like you are repeating yourself. It's a pattern. Um we disassociate we we don't see anything we don't see that it's us we think that it's the other person 
Um, so I think that's, that's kind of what I feel about that. Um, but it's really, it's still up to us to change, to be uncomfortable. Thank you, brother. All right, Nat. <clears throat> I am a fan of isolation. I'm a fan of being taking time to be by yourself because family will take you under or keep you in the same loop because it's nobody realizes that this is not okay. And if they do, they don't say anything. But when you separate yourself and you sit with yourself and you say, that was not okay, that was not okay, that was not okay. Who is doing this? Why am I accepting the behavior? How is the behavior affecting me? What am I going to do about it? Because some people do that and they bring all of that toxicity home to their spouse, to their children. To Nobody signed up for that because you won't let go of, of the rat poison that's killing you. You have, to, you have to remove yourself from the things that are putting these timelines on you. For, for the people who are saying the things that trigger you and do these things. But we were not taught that. Family is family. If, if he, he, I'm, I'm family to the things that are right and righteous and good and healthy and move our, our society forward. If you are my spouse, my, my parents, my siblings or whoever, and you go out there and you do something harmful in society, don't call my phone. Don't call my phone. That loyalty is to life. And, and prosperity and life more abundantly. I don't care who it comes from, right? And what, what's happening is in COVID, pay attention to the world. COVID is separating us from people. It's saying move away, spend time with yourself, detach from, from money and jobs and people and entertainment and excite. sit with yourself one with the people that you are quarantining with your family your your immediate circle of people how are you all existing in life together most people didn't even know one another most people didn't know that somebody was dealing with something or whatever we're, we're, this has come to shake us up. This has come to show us that we have been viruses to one another, transferring to one another things that can kill us. <laughs> so we have to detach, disassociate ourselves from toxicity so that we can get back to our manufacturer programming that will put this world forward. But we're the ones that want to sneak out. I got to get out. I got to get back to the crazy. <laughs> we keep doing it, you know? And then when is this going to end? When is this going to end? Back to the timeline uh, comment. We don't know when it's going to end. You got to ride it out. Pace yourself. Chill. Spend time to get to know yourself. Because what you've been doing for the last 10 years 
uh three four months to five is not gonna reprogram you with that right and i know tamina can get from from the the professional aspect of some people are in counseling for how many years many many yeah yeah you know i think that this virus has you're right it's come to teach us a lot of lessons and one of the lessons that we really need to make sure that we keep trying to understand that we are really very similar to each other, right? Mm. So there's this big thing, and back to your comment about separating us, the virus doesn't give a rat's whatever about who you are. It does not. If I'm next to someone and they're a different ethnicity than I am, or they're taller, they're shorter, they're bigger, they're smaller, whatever it might be, it don't care. If that thing floats from out of you and floats into me, it's going to be just the same. It's going to be just the same. And we're not getting it. People are like, well, I don't know if I need to do this or it's got something to do with some political party. All of that is uh, it's not true. It's not true. So you're right. Spending time to understand each other. I shared a story about having our first ever family reunion after the pandemic. Like mm. we were trying mm. to find a way to do it for years. And it was all just like, well, where and how and if and how and da, 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 da. And I just said, you know, what the heck? We got people living in five countries. Technology is teaching us a lesson. The virus is like, oh, y'all got to get together because who knows when you're going to be around each other again. You know what comes out of that? I find out we have a 105-year-old grand, great-great-grandparent that lives. How do you know that if you sat there and you waited for the world to tell you the story? Mm, you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have found that at all. You would just would not. So I was going to have a little fun, but I think that kind of opened it up a little bit here. <laughs> so you think about, <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of let, let us in a little bit here. And I'm going to ask Samina to respond to this first. So something out there, whether it's a book, a television show like that mentioned, a movie or some other piece of something that you've either consumed or learned that has had effect on your healing journey recently. It could be a person and something along those lines that has had an effect on you either in the most recent past or in the way back past. So is that enough of an opening, uh, enough of an intro for you, Tamina? You got it? <laughs> um, you know, of course, well, since I have the uh, the app and I have amazing therapists in the app, um, one, a person that has truly helped me and, and made a huge impact on me with my healing has been my therapist. Um, you know, from being able to put things into perspective being able to challenge some of my negative thoughts. You know, it's so easy to, to, to say one thing, but you're thinking another. Um, and just like Natalie, you know, talks about that time alone, it is important for you to be able to have that time alone. You know, my therapist has helped me to identify the need for more self-care. Um, you know, whether it's spending that time meditating, um, you know, getting, a, I have kids, you know, and a husband, of course, you know, so I need some me time. And my therapist has been able to, to identify that, that I, I have not been getting enough of that. And, you know, we have so many titles that we operate under. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I, you know, I'm a Marine. I, you know, I, I, I have the business. Um, so I'm pouring out so much 
everywhere. And you don't realize how much and how unbalanced that you get when you're pouring out so much all over the place, but forgetting to fill your own cup. So she has helped me to put things into perspective, to place and carve out some time for me to be able to reset myself and be more effective for people around me and for my family to be more present. So I, I can attribute a lot of that and a good portion of that to my, my therapist. That's awesome. In a second, I'm going to ask you to share some more information about the app itself. Um, Absolutely. That, tell us about yourself, like who and what and something that's had an effect on you recently in your own healing path. Oh, man. Um, so I, I like to read books. Um, I know that's kind of old school, but <laughs> but there was a, a book that changed my entire life. And this wasn't recent, this was some years ago, uh, called The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. And uh, it's a fiction, I mean, it's a fictional book, uh, but it talks about, it's a hero's journey. It talks about this journey and um, and how he was able to uh, learn these uh, principles, these universal laws, you know, and apply those to his life as he was on this journey. Um, and the, the biggest thing that touched me and changed me was the interconnectedness between all the people in the world, like him and all the people in the world. And in order for him to elevate, he had to, he had to recognize that connection, not just recognize it, but recognize it, accept it, respect it, and, 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 and show love, you know, appreciate it. You know, um, be grateful for it. And that's something I think, Winston, that, that you talk about a lot is, uh, you know, how we're very similar. You know, even in all of our variations, our various expressions yeah. of the most high, you know, we are still very much similar. We're all connected in that way. Um, but the only way for us to really elevate is if we appreciate all those differences and appreciate the connection that we have. And that's power right there. And really what that is, is love. You know, that's self-love and that's love for humanity, for, for all, for all existence. Uh, so yeah, Celestine Prophecy, man. I, but I, there's a, there's a few books that I've read that's really touched me, but that's one that changed my whole my whole life. The Celestine Prophecy. Did I say that? Yeah. Right? Yes, yeah, Celestine Prophecy. Yeah. And that is awesome. Thanks, brother. All right. Miss Nat. Man, I was raised by television and music. And in uh, growing up in New York, we had um, video jukebox. Ah. And so it would go 24 hours a day. I'm telling you, whose bed have your boots been under? To Meat Loaf, to Mary J. Blige, to I, the diversity. I learned diversity in music. And then I was a habitual new kid. So I was always, the clicks had already been established. You know, the girls don't want to fool with me, so the guys do, so the girls hate me, so the guys love me, so the I, I mean, always been an outcast. And so, when I watched a few things, what's love got to do with it? 
I realized that what I was Tina, right? I had the gifts, the rejections that I was getting, the things I was going through. It's because I, I had the sauce. I had it. But I didn't know it. So when you don't know it, you allow people to treat you any old type of way. Until you get to the limo scene where you fight back and you say, wait a minute, Tom. hold on. <laughs> and looking yourself in the mirror and sitting with the truth and running like your life depends on it to be able to self-express in a way that's true. My name is Natalie. And all I got is this, but I promise you, if you will allow me, right? Only for Ike to come back in the end after you done took that time to get yourself together and prove to yourself that you can do it, where he comes and tries to intimidate you, your past, your low self-esteem, memories, where you say, what you gonna do, Ike? Beat me, pistol with me? What you gonna do to me that has not already been done? I've been jumped, I've been beaten, I've been lied on, all of that, what you gonna do? And then you just get up and you just be like, well, do what you go do because I got stuff to do. That's why I'm the firecracker I am today. Right? It's because I realized, like Dorothy on The Wizard of Oz, you had to slip us the whole time. Oh, you had to slip out. Yeah! <laughs> and then going back to the Little Mermaid, where it was like, what is it that made you give your voice away, Nat? What made you sell your voice? And realizing I wanted to be normal. That's what I just wanted to be stable and fit in and all that stuff. Hey, you can have all that back. I'm here to interrupt. That's your wife, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and so watching all of this stuff and my boy Forrest Gump, man, where it's like, he was just a regular dude. Everybody's sitting there like, Nat, you so dope. You so this. They see you running across the field. And it's like, I was running for my life. I didn't know I was fast. I didn't know I was a track star. I was running for my life. All you see me doing is being me. That's it. And I might not be a smart woman, but I know what love is. And I know what love isn't. And I know what hurts is not love. And I will no longer accept people who say that they love me, but behave in ways that hurt me. That's how you get free. And all of this came through storytelling only to get me back into acting and, and, and all of this stuff is because I was Tina. I didn't know that I had it all the way as a child, but because I didn't know, I let it go, but I got it back. So what you gonna do? What you gonna do? <laughs> I, I have never been so inspired to watch The Little Mermaid in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. <laughs> that <out. laughs> one, of, one of our guests has written here, the movie Mom's Night Out, but a specific scene that emphasizes how we put too much pressure on ourselves and how we think we are not enough has stuck with me. It's not just about the moms, but just the people in general. 
we put too much unnecessary pressure on ourselves. Back. That's a fantastic comment. That's that phenomenal. Who's that movie? That is that phenomenal. Is that Scarlett Johansson? I, I, I think society has a lot to do with that. Yeah. I think what we see and what we digest has a lot to do with that. You know, the, uh, the expectation of being perfect, you know, having a clean house 24-7 when I got three, four kids and a dog and I work two jobs, you know, so just being patient, understanding that no one's perfect, there, no, nothing is a perfect situation. Um, but yeah, we do put so much unnecessary pressure on ourselves to be the Joneses or to be that that woman or that man or, or at that level of success based off of what someone else deems success is, you know? So that's a very, very good comment. And it's unfortunate that sometimes it takes a lot, takes us a while to get there and understand that we don't have to be, because I'm me, regardless of what that means for anybody else, I'm me, I'm here, and I'm okay with where, where I am in life. So um, that pressure of society, we have to, we have to step away. We have to realize that that's, that's y'all. Y'all good. Y'all can have it. This is what I'm, I'm taking care of. This is my circle, and I'm handling it very well. You know, But allowing those other uh, pressures and expectations, that's where that extra stress comes in our lives. That's great. But we make society seem like this big thing. Yeah. We have to, society is our circle first. Yeah. Like you, you state, society is our circle first. And influence within our circle is what gets us into that little pool, which then becomes us being a part of the big world society. So you got it. You have to contend for your circle. What what are we doing? I saw a picture uh, of these ladies. Every single one of them had Botox. Every single one of them had uh, fake boobs, fake butt, fake all of that stuff. Every single one of them. And I was cracking up. I was like, man, I wonder. They probably got the one who, like me, taking the picture. They like, won't you take, won't you take the picture? <laughs> you take the picture. You know? Because when I see people like that, I'm like, we could be cool, but we will never be a circle. Because you, if you catch me on a low day, and I'll be like, yeah. what you think about these what, what you think about the hair? You know, they be like, girl, you should go see Dr. So-and-so. All it takes is one time. I'm not even fooling with that stuff. I'm, I don't want my kids around the old programming or none of that stuff. We will, we will shelter it out until people wake up and realize that we are the answer to yeah. the change that we see, oh, yeah. you know, uh, and stop yeah. jumping in and out. Oh, when I'm with this group, I act this way. When, oh, when I'm like this, that's why we have mental health conditions. You going to get Natalie 365 days a year. Yeah. yeah, That's it. And if you don't want me, that's fine. That's why I know I have to create my own businesses. I got to create my own opportunities because yeah. I'm liable to Nick Cannon somebody in some sort of way. So I got to be able to pay my pocket. I have to control the narrative because I'm not for everybody. Yeah. You gotta know, you have to know that. Yeah. And the fact that Winston Back. keeps Winston keep inviting me back. <laughs> That's facts, man. That's facts. I, I feel the exact same way. 
you know, it's, it's so it's so interesting. So I don't know. Y'all said so much, and I want to talk about everything, but I know we only got too much time. <laughs> I want to respect Winston's time. Well, I tell you, you guys are great. I just want to say with you, brother Jason Lauda wanted to join us today, but he got called into a last minute filming thing. So we got all of our blessings and love to him because he got obviously booked something, yeah. and he was able to do oh, yeah. real quick. So that is, he, as you know, his spirit is for real. So he is here with us. He's so, here. Yeah. You don't get that check. Don't get that check. He is. And then I'm we, always thinking, like, what would Jason say? What would Louder do? <laughs> That's right. I did want to share real quick, you know, when we're talking about inspirational people. So I travel a lot to D.C., right? I get on a plane and I go to D.C., and every time I go to D.C., well, not every time, but most of the times, there's usually some dignitary either coming or going. Somebody who's like a senator or a congressperson or some reporter or something like that that's on the plane with me going back and forth. And they are always in first class, right? They're always in something like first class. And so people inspire me or people who do something. So one day I'm going and I'm on my plane and typically... There's a bunch of senators or previous senators or Congress people all up in first class. And the plane is about to depart. And I see this man walking um, in the aisle, going to the very, very far back of the plane. And, uh, and, and I get up. It's like nobody else notices him walking back there but me. And I'll get up and I look at him. And then I got to, you know how you fumble to get your phone to take a camera real fast? And it's, it's John Lewis. And John Lewis went back there. All of these other senators and all these other people all got to sit in first class. Now, like, I don't know the whole story. Maybe he wanted to do it, too, and he couldn't get on first class. But I doubt it. I think that he was a steward of us, everybody in this daggone country, you know, with everything that he's ever done in his life. And I'm saying to myself, I take that picture and I have such reverence of that picture of a man. At that time, he must have been 70, 78, 79 years old. And he's going to the back of the plane to be a steward of us as taxpayers. Why I see all these other fat cats up in the front <laughs> going on first class all the time. I said, now that man is living what he's saying. He ain't just saying stuff. He's living his life. And I said to myself, my gosh, if I could be just a fraction of what he is and what he's done in his life, my gosh, that would be a beautiful life if all of us could just be a fraction of whatever John Lewis has done in his life. My gosh, it would transform the daggone world, you know. So, yep. That, that's my most recent view on it. I was just like, and then when he passed recently, I take that picture out every day. I put it in my phone as my my um, what you call it, my cover screen screensaver. Yeah, no, yeah. So I was like, I gotta see him every day. I gotta see this man. Winston, man, Winston, like. You are a beautiful person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you realize this, dude. Yeah. You're like, you're like magical. Thank you. you know what I'm like, you can bring people like this together at any given time. And I'm saying any given time. You can call probably any one of us at like one o'clock in the morning, and we will answer your call every time. Every time. And sure. if you wanted to put a show on at three a.m., we will probably be there because it's oh, yeah. you. So you, like, you're changing the world. And I think this is the other thing about what's happening with society right now and in our healing. This is what you were talking about, Natalie, in terms of us healing means something to the world. The world is changing. 
it no, it's it's already changed. <laughs> like it's not going back to the way that it used to be. You know, and that's that's due to a lot of different things, you know, from my perspective. But it's also due to the fact that we're becoming more aware of who we are and that mm-hmm. it's necessary to heal. Even having a forum like this right here that's talking about healing with black people. And I mean, and not, you know, discounting anybody else, but with black people, you know, talking to black people about healing like that's powerful right there. This is not something that this is not a common conversation that we've had in the past. Like this would not have happened 10 years ago. You feel me? And gotten a response that it it has gotten. I just, somebody else just asked me to do something about healing, you know, a project that they're working on. I'm like, all these projects about healing, something is happening in this world. Mm. And, And what's happening is healing. (laughs) <laughs> that is what's happening. We're realizing that we're broken in places, you know, and that in order for us to have a better quality of life and to have a better uh, for our children to have a better quality of life, then there has to be something done, and we have to be the ones to do it. Yeah. And so yeah. I thank you, Winston, and and Tamina and Natalie, like everybody, you know what I'm saying, because everyone is doing their part to, to bring that forward. Yeah. That's good. Thank you so much. The beautiful thing about Winston and and the fact, you know, Paxton, shout out to you for for pouring into him is that we have to pour into him because he is he's I'm a I'm a Bible girl. I love Bible stories. Right. And so um, he's a David to me. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's still looking at Saul like Saul. He has the he's a king entitled, but the anointing had has already been transferred onto people like Winston, people like Tamina in her profession, people like you, Paxton, and me. We are the Davids, and and people are like, it, it takes us to be able to stand up and say, no, I might not uh, fought Goliath, but I fought bears and lions and and I'm good at what I do in this respect. And now, what? who is this uncircumcised Philistine? What you mean we can't get black people together to talk about healing? What you mean we can't get them to do therapy? What you mean? What do you mean exactly? Let me show you how to do that. Because man judges the outward appearance Folks been sleeping on you, Winston, and that's cool. <laughs> but God judges the heart. You know, they, they didn't let you Rudolph playing any of the reindeer games. But guess what? There's a foggy Christmas Eve. <laughs> There's a coronavirus. There's something I know you with your I know name you. on it where when you light up, I knew you were gonna drop some bars, Natalie. I knew you were gonna I, drop some bars. I knew you were about to drop some bars. I, I, I told you. No, for real. I let me tell you something. I've been the new kid my whole life. I done been everywhere. The, the cool kids are not the cool kids. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know that firsthand. You know what cool kids are? People like you, Winston. People who say, I have this platform. I see something in you. Right? To me, I know you out there doing the therapy stuff. I know you out there uh, serving our country, doing all this other stuff. But I see something else in you, sweetheart. You got a voice. You got something you need to say. You've done the work. 
and why they looking at all these people with these names and all that other stuff they didn't even invite david to be considered to be considered but people like winston who does this oh my god i'm telling you i won't rock with nobody else because I know this man's heart and the yeah. the quality of people that he associates himself with. Yeah. It's phenomenal. You could you live your whole life and not meet one of us. But he brings all of us together yeah. continually. Yeah. Is it yeah. continuously or con- Alexa? <laughs> I think it's right. You know, I, I, you're the uh, man, Winston. You're the man. Yes, indeed. You are, Winston. And they both said a mouthful, but, you know, and I started off by talking about how much of a catalyst that you are um, a catalyst for our people, a catalyst for, you know, identifying what we need. And just like Natalie said, bringing us together to help heal others, to help show others, to help lead others, you know? So being being and doing what you do in the community is it's phenomenal and I am grateful, so grateful. And things don't happen by chance. We met, yep, on LinkedIn, but it was not by chance, That's right. it was by God. And you're right, you know, that first conversation, we talked like we had known each other for years, that's right. but that's because that's the type, that, type of person that Winston is, as a type of, personality and demeanor that he exudes so it was it was like we were we were like we we were already family so i am grateful for you know our relationship for tying me together with other beautiful spirits and souls such as natalie and dap um and this is this is just a wonderful wonderful experience and winston you you're you're the man you. you are the man and we appreciate you yes thank you so much yeah. you know jesus gave us one covenant that you know, we try to make things complicated a lot of times, you know, where we, there's like a thousand things you're supposed to do this, that, and the other. But he only gave us one covenant that we should all live our lives by. And that's to love one another. Love. Yes. That's mm. love. And, and a lot of times we try to make it complicated because we're trying to make our own definitions of it. Yes. Let's do that. My gosh, if every single seven point something billion people in this world just did that tomorrow, we wouldn't have to worry about all the stuff that we're worrying about because the, the fear of the coronavirus is just one virus. We, we're making the fear of the virus. And I tell you, it's been so great. One of the things I love about our people, and I mean our people, our, our Black people, is that we have gone through stuff where we know that love is our saving grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know that the way that we solve the challenges of this world is by loving one another. Have you seen stories about when stuff happens to us as opposed to being retribution or let's go get arms or all that other kind of stuff. We don't do that. We stop and say, hey, I love you. I forgive you. That's like our first response to stuff. That's why I'm so glad to be part of what we do because we are the harbingers of this world. We are the Marines for Christ. We are the (laughs) ones who want to make sure that, hey, we got to propagate that message as far and as wide as we can. Hey. So, to Nina, that, Natalie, thank you all. The world loves you. I love you. I'm gonna leave. We love you too. I'm gonna leave you guys with a closing comment for us, for all of those who are out there who are ready to take that step to heal, but they're resisting it. They're letting stuff get in the way. They're letting 
what they see on the news getting away. And they're letting what somebody in their own family might be telling them about healing. They're letting the hurt of it get in their way as opposed to taking that step. I'm gonna leave each of you with the last word on that. And I'll start with you, Natalie. So what is your last word for the audience that's out there that hears us today in our conversation? Who did you say? You, Natalie. Oh, me, Natalie. Usually you go last, so you probably were thinking you were going to go little. So I said, well, No, you got that love talking slow jam voice on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, when you guys were saying, when you were talking about me, I don't know, I felt a little bit, I was very grateful for what you were saying, but I think it was like, oh my gosh. How do I respond to the love that you guys are giving me? And when you do, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden my octave started to change. So yeah, I... you got a little sentimental. Leave with a final word. <laughs> uh, thank you again so much, Winston. Uh, you are a visionary for this time, and I so appreciate. Um, it's a it's validation from God to me saying that I'm doing the right thing. So I'm, I'm honored. And um, so this one, I'm going to leave y'all with help. Now, look here. Your healing is your responsibility. We all have a different type of capacity. Don't look over here at me. Don't look at Winston or, or Paxton or Tamina and say, oh, well, they, uh-uh. Look at yourself in the mirror. Take a real long look at yourself. Evaluate your life and what's going well and what's not going well. What makes your spirit twerk and what makes your spirit want to go to sleep and curl up in a corner. And once you have identified those things that are not good for you, just one by one. One by one, start eliminating, distancing, working on, reach out to Tamina and, 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 and a professional, someone that can walk you through it. Because I promise you, you can't do it by yourself. You, you can't do it by yourself. So if you want to heal, I'm telling you, if you want to heal, you can heal. But you have to want to heal because healing is your responsibility and the world somebody is in need of your healing and if you don't heal if they don't see you get through it then they're going to lose hope so it's a, your responsibility to heal and i know you can do it that's, that's awesome so how can someone contact you or see what you're up to natalie what are you up to like, how can someone... I think you're speaking, Winston, but we can't hear you. Oh. Can you hear me now? We sure can. Yeah, yeah, we got you. All right. So how can someone reach out to you and connect with you, Natalie? Like, what's a good way to do Call that? me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Natalie Fike everywhere. Follow the bald head and the big mouth. I am Natalie Fikes on Instagram, where I got bars. Uh, Facebook, there's LinkedIn, lots, there's, there's lots and of bars If you uh, are determined to live the life that you want, then um, my coaching services are available to you. If you need a phenomenal speaker, info at nataliefikes.com. 
We we gonna check those balls out. We definitely gotta check that out. You gotta hear them balls. You gotta. You, that might be there. the next Shoot. session. Right? Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dap yourself. What's up? How, tell us some final parting Yo. for the audience. Uh, final words, man. Um, I just go back to to where we started. Yo, we have the power. You know, we we're living in a time. I I call this the time of revelation, right? And not not like in the biblical sense, kind of, but not really like in the biblical sense. But this is a time where there's no more hiding. Like nothing can be hidden during this time. Everything that has been hidden is being revealed right now. And so there's no more secrets, even on an individual level. So anything that you've been holding inside, that you've been trying to suppress, that you you see it's coming up and it's causing chaos in your life, that's because you need to see it. Because you need to see what that what what where you need to start with your healing process. And it's ugly and it's tough and you're gonna cry and it's gonna hurt your feelings and it might push some people out of your life, but it is so necessary. It is the most necessary thing for you in order to elevate for all of us in order to elevate and it's a process and there's layers to it you know i we're, we're talking about healing healing but just know that i can guarantee that everyone on this call has not fully healed you feel me like we're all going through our own process of healing i'm dealing with stuff right now today today that's being revealed to me you know that i've suppressed that i'm having to heal from and I'm saying, oh, you know what? I can't blame her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't even about her. All, and, and here's the other thing, too. All of this stuff is really for our highest good. Mm. And I know some, I know that some people will say, well, that's not fair. Like, I didn't ask for that. Um, I didn't ask to be molested or raped or whatever it is and i'm not saying that that has you know that's horrible it's traumatic but what we can do with our trauma how we can turn that around those things that are being revealed to us that are hurtful it is for our own good it is for and i'm talking about the things that are being revealed to us not the things that have happened from the outside world but the things that are happening within us that are being revealed is for our highest and best good we can take that information, we can take that and transform our lives. And so I just say, keep that in mind as you go through that process. Be easy, be patient with yourself. Um, recognize why this person is showing you that maybe somebody, your spouse or your siblings or something, they're acting out. Take a look and say, it's like, why is this being shown to me right now? What is this? What is here for me to learn? What is the jewel here for me? And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks, brother. Love y'all. Yeah. And how how can oh you can find me on uh, IG Daps World, um, DapsWorldStudios.com. All right, is my website. Yep. Thanks, brother. All right, family. Tamina, what's your thoughts? Yes, sir. You know, uh, both of them, uh, Natalie and Dap. Both said tr tremendous and, and, and a mouthful. Um, that you have the power to heal yourself. Natalie, you're responsible for your own healing. Um, and I would just like to add that it, it is time. It's time to break the cycle. It's time for the reprogramming, 
you know, of our black family, of our brokenness, um, the healing journey. That's exactly what it is. It's a journey. Being patient with yourself along that journey. Uh, you know, that mentioned that it's going to be ugly. You know, we think the healing is such a, a beautiful, flowery, you know, two second process. But, you know, some of us are still going through our journey and our process today. And we've been going through it for a while. And we can sit back and reflect. And that's one thing that's important. Be able to, to, to realize and look at where you've come from in your process. When Natalie mentioned, you know, hey, yeah, I remember that little girl. You know, it doesn't hurt as bad as it did in high school. So that journey, it's okay. That journey may be a while and it may take a while, but be able to sit in it, be able to accept it, be able to learn from it, be able to grow from it and understand that it is a process. It is a journey and it's okay to take your time and, and make it through that process. We are such a resilient people. We come from resilient people. So just remember, as many times as we get knocked down, as many times as we go through what we go through that's hurtful, that's painful, that's distressing, we get right back up, we dust these shoulders off, and we take that step. And then we take the next step, and the next step. So ultimately, whether it's your journey in life, whether it's your journey with healing, as long as you continue to take that step, that you'll get there. And 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 we're, we're gonna be behind you. You got this. That's awesome. I know there's multiple ways where someone can plug into the Black Therapy app, um, Black Therapy Love app. What are some of those ways? Tell me now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my website is uh, black-love-therapy.com. Um, I'm on IG and the Instagram handle is black underscore therapy, underscore love. Um, but you can also reach out to me at uh, blacktherapylove at gmail.com. That is wonderful. I tell you, um, thank you all for joining and being part of this conversation. It's just been amazing. And thank you for our guests. You guys were fantastic for your input and all those things that you had for us. So part three of the series is our most exciting and ambitious piece yet. So these two pieces where we talked about spirit and healing have been amazing premise for what we're going to do on our next conversation in September. When we're in, this one is going to be open to many, many people. So we're going to open it up to as many, it's at least 20 plus odd people that have to RSVP for it. We're going to create a story in this conversation. We're going to create a story. We're going to do a couple of breakout rooms. We're going to create a story based on finding our spirit, and going through a process of healing. Right here live for people. So we're going to do it right here live. And then we're going to come back together and we're going to talk about those stories. So one group is going to work on the antagonist of the story. One's going to work on the protagonist of the story. And it's going to be based on these different elements. And then we're going to come back and we're going to chat. We're going to improv it. And then those who join us at the end of it, we're going to send a message and the video over to the Library of Congress with all of us being copywritten on this piece of work. Wow. And so, wow. We Visionary. <laughs>